The Fight Show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with that over on the game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And finally, make sure to check out our relaunch merch store where you can get all of your favorite SGPN gear. Just head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. That's store. .sportsgamblingpodcast.com It has been a long three years, but the UFC is back in London. That night was absolutely electric. It was my first main event, and it was the first time fighting with the crowd. Four fights in the UFC, four finishes. When you do that, this is what happens. Ultra Arena in London, sold out, and they're all here for Tom Aspinall. It was the biggest moment of my sporting career. You are listening to The Fight Show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter. It's at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. You can also follow my various Twitter accounts. 
I am the host of the Soccer Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. I'm also the host of BetMUFC, talking all things betting related for Manchester United Football Club. And you can follow that Twitter account at BetMUFC. That's at BetMUFC. A current, um, a currently a new episode is available, so make sure you check that out. And finally, you can also find me on Twitter at LockBettingCom. That's at LockBettingCom. So LockBetting.com without the dot. LockBetting.com is my premium pay service that has delivered my clients 100 and nine months in a row of transparent track profit. And we're just a week away from saying that it is 110 months in a row. And that will mean that I am 10 months away from being able to say, I haven't got a single losing month in sports betting for an entire decade, an undefeated decade without a single losing month in sports betting. That is a transparent tracked fact. If you want to do your research and check that out, look at the pin tweet at the Twitter account at LockBettingCom. Look at the pin tweet. It is the PL for the previous month. You can look through it and see the type of bets we do, the sports we bet on, the stakes we put out, and look at the members' comments at the bottom verifying the fact that that PL is legit. If you want to see other PLs, go down to the bottom of that page. You'll see tags down the bottom. They'll sell things like soccer, NBA, tennis, etc. One of them says PL. Click that. And you'll be able to see more spreadsheets. You'll be able to see all the spreadsheets. You'll be able to see the type of plays we do, the stakes, the sports, and the members' comments verifying the fact that we have delivered 109 months in a row of Transband Track Profit so far en route to 110. If you want to be a part of the service, this is the best time of the year to sign up because whereas the calendar year goes from January to January, our year goes from August to August because August is when we release all of our futures. It is the start of the soccer season for all the domestic soccer leagues. And of course, we begin to release our NFL futures with NFL coming in September. If you also want to get plays for WWE SummerSlam, I advise signing up at the end of July. You'll also get futures for transfer activities with us already cashing plays on the destinations of Matthias De Litt and Christian Eriksson. So if you want to be a part of the service, sign up over at LockBetting.com. There is currently a discount available if you sign up for the entire year. And if you sign up for the entire year, you're signing up to a service that has never had a losing month. So there's a very good chance you are going to get 12 months of profit over at LockBetting.com. In fact, there's more than a good chance you're going to get 12 months of profit by signing up to LockBetting.com. So moving on with why we're here with this edition of the Fight Show, where we are here to cover UFC London. The UFC returns to London tonight, and we are actually getting a decent card. It's not a case of them just coming to the UK and knowing they can sell it out just by sticking a few UK fighters on the card. No, this is a good card. This is pay-per-view worthy, and we are going to look at the top three fights on this card right here on the Fight Show. We begin with the main event as Curtis Blades takes on the UK's Thomas Aspinall. Aspinall is the narrow favourite here. He is available at 8 to 11 with Curtis Blades priced up at 6 to 5 plus 120. The method of victory market sees Blades to win via TKO KO at 11 to 4. 
16 to 1 via a submission, and he is 7 to 2 to get it done here via a decision. Aspinall is 21 to 10 to win via 2 KO KO. So this is the shortest price in the method of victory market. He's 5 to 1 to win it via a submission. And he's 11 to 2 to get it done here via a decision. Looking at the total rounds markets, and this is a five round fight in your main event. The 50-50 line here on the over-under is two and a half so under two and a half is it 10 to 11 and over two and a half is also at 10 to 11 we then get under three and a half here at four to six with over three and a half here at six to five we get under four and a half here at one to two with over four and a half here at 13 to eight and fight to go to distance yes at two to one and no available here at two to five so i'm looking at this and trying to find a reason other than the fact he's fighting at home, as to why Tom Aspinall would be a favourite here against Curtis Blades. I do think this is somewhat of a 50-50 fight. And I think 10 to 11, 10 to 11, minus 110, minus 110 would have been a fair way to price it up. Price it up. But they've given the home edge to, to Tom Aspinall. I, I don't see that. I don't think fighting here at home does give you a significant edge. In fact, for me, I think it applies extra pressure. We have seen UK fighters lose in the UK before, including Darren Till. So for me, I don't agree with this line. When you're looking at their achievements in MMA and how they match up, I certainly see no real reason here to make Aspinall the favourite. When you're looking at Curtis Blades, what you have is one of the best wrestlers in the history of the heavyweight division. He has consistently been a big favourite in his UFC career. And here he's coming in as an underdog. Now, don't get me wrong here on Aspinall. He is a bright prospect. He definitely has a striking edge here in this matchup. But how can you install him here as the favourite when his cardio has never been tested in the later rounds and is never faced a wrestler of Curtis Blades' caliber. I don't believe that Blades should be the underdog in this fight. I believe that Tom Aspinall being on home territory, if you think that's a thing, if you think that's an advantage, for me, that probably whacks him up to even. I think that evens out the contest. I think if this is being fought in America, if this is being fought at the Apex in, in Vegas, then I would be making Curtis Blades the favourite. If you're looking just at their past career accomplishments, again, I would be making Curtis Blades the favourite. So I don't see a reason for that here in this matchup. For that reason, I am going to lean towards the underdog. As I said, it's not a one-off event for a UK fighter to be beaten. In fact, it's not a one-off event at all for any home fighter to be beaten on his own turf. I don't think it's an advantage. I think in some ways it adds more pressure. I think the head-to-head -head here, when you're looking at their, their past, it favours Curtis Blades. If you're looking at the fact that, um, that Aspinall hasn't gone deep in his fights before, again, that favours Curtis Blades here, especially if we get over that two and a half round mark into the championship rounds, which I do like as a, as a separate bet as well. And uh, I think Curtis Blades could be very, very difficult to beat here. I think that his wrestling will be significant. I think that he'll continue to, to utilise that, which is his key advantage, and try and not engage in a striking battle. But if there is a striking battle, then Blades is more than capable of holding his own. So with that said, I'm going to lean towards the underdog here. As I said, I want to reiterate, I'm high on Aspinall like everybody else. But 
This matchup is a whole load of uncharted territory here that he's taking on on his home turf. Blades is a better wrestler and by far the best wrestler he's ever faced. And he can hold his own on his feet, as I mentioned. Um, it's highly difficult to put away those who aren't freak punchers and has five-round experience under his belt. Um, there's every possibility that we're overlooking the fact that, that Aspinall does have a gas tank and his gas tank is completely fine. But fighting someone who is as suffocating as Blades is a tall task for someone who's never gone past the second round and they're being asked to to fight five rounds here potentially against the guy who just suffocates you and takes it out of you with his wrestling, which you'll be looking to utilise and is capable of, of standing up on his feet. Yes, Aspinall's better, but it's not a guarantee that if they're on his if they're on their feet, that it's a massive, massive danger. And Blades is committing suicide here by taking the fight into that territory. So I'll lean the underdog for all the reasons I've outlaid there. And if you want to take that, we are getting the price of six to five plus one twenty on the underdog Curtis Blades here in this one. Up next, we have a legit fifty fifty fight. Bearing in mind, I think the last one was a 50-50 fight, but it's not priced up like that. This one is priced up correctly with uh, Chris Curtis at 10 to 11 and Jack Hermanson also at 10 to 11 here in your co-main event. The method of victory market sees Chris Curtis at 2 to 1 via TKOKO, 25 to 1 via submission and 3 to 1 to get it done via a decision. Jack Hermanson is at 11 to 2 via TKOKO, 4 to 1 via submission and 10 to 3 via a decision. The over under market here sees the under at 10 to 11, that's under 2.5, and the over 2.5 also at 10 to 11. Will a fight go to distance? Yes, is it 5 to 4? And no, is it 4 to 6 minus 150? So they are narrowly expecting a finish here in this fight. For me, this is quite a tough call. If um, if someone told me a year ago that Chris Curtis would be a pick'em against Jack Hermanson, I would have laughed because Hermanson has fought the best of the best and he's held his own. Um, he does have a jerky type of style, um, a st- jerky type of striking style, but he's effective and he does throw a lot of volume, which is good here for a for a short uh, three-round fight. This isn't a championship fight because it always looks like Hermanson is relatively busy. Um, Curtis is an excellent boxer, but I believe that Hermanson here has a serious grappling edge. So perhaps he should be the favourite when you're looking at all of those variables. But I just have a feeling here that Curtis can get it done. I have a feeling that Curtis will be able to win this fight despite stepping up at short notice. Um, I think he has shut down better wrestlers than Jack Hermanson during his octagon tenure. And um, I think it's safe to say that he can take the ferocious ground game off the table by coming in with his high-volume boxing offense. And uh, I think if he can keep it to striking and keep it away from where Jack Manson wants to take it, then he can win the fight as well, which is why I think this is a very, very even fight. And even fights make for a good card because the top two fights here on the card are 50-50s, despite the fact you have Tom Aspinall priced up as a, as a favourite against Curtis Blades. I don't agree with that. And here you have a line that I absolutely agree with because both guys have very clear routes to victory. I will narrowly, narrowly lean Curtis. Certainly don't think I'll be betting this, 
But I think the key intangible for me is that the last guy to beat Hermanson, um, which is Darren Till, because Sean Strickland lost his passport, he stepped in to help in Curtis's corner. So if you like intangibles like that, if you like somebody knowing the entire scouting report on the opponent, then you should be leaning Curtis here. And I am looking for intangibles because, as I said, if you look at the head-to-head, if you look at the variables, if you look at how the two match up, it's very difficult to pick a winner. So I'll lean towards that one intangible and take the play here on Curtis at the odds of 10 to 11 here in this one. The final fight we're going to look at here on this card sees Paddy Pimblett going up against Jordan Levitt. Now, Paddy Pimblett is the new cash cow here for UFC as far as UK fighters go. They're probably expecting to to sell a lot of tickets by putting Paddy on the card because of the way he obviously talks in his interviews. He's very charismatic. He's very entertaining. And for that reason, I don't think they would put him up against an opponent that UFC feel that he's going to lose to. So I do think this is a tough matchup, but I do think it's favourable for Paddy, who is the 1-2 to two favourite here. Jordan Levitt is at 2-1. to one. The method of victory market sees Paddy at 9-4 to four to win by a TKO, 5-2 via submission, and 4-1 to one to get it done via a decision. Jordan Levitt is at 17-2 via TKO, KO. 11 to 2 via submission, and he's 5 to 1 to get it done here via a decision. The total rounds market sees the over under at 1.5 for this one. We have the under 1.5 here at 10 to 11, and the over 1.5 here at 10 to 11. The under 2.5 is priced up at 1 to 2, with the over 2.5 here at 6 to 4. Fight to go to distance, yes, is at 2 to 1, and no, is at 2 to 5. So, they are very, very much expecting this one to finish before it gets down to the scorecard. So, as I was saying, Paddy is someone they're expecting to bring money in. I'm under no delusions about what Paddy is and isn't capable of. But I think it's important to to understand that UFC Brass pitted him against Jordan Levitt for a reason. Um, I feel like Jordan Levitt's best chance of winning this fight is by turning it into a wrestling match. And we don't even know if he's a much better wrestler than Paddy. But what I do know is that I think Levitt is somewhat of an underwhelming fighter overall. There's no power to speak of, no stand-up outside of the spam low kicks, no takedown defence. I think Pimblet can either win this on the feet or by dragging Levitt to the mat wherever the opportunity arises. So I think that he's quite a safe investment here, which is why you see uh, pretty much the same price for him to win this via TKO KO and 5-2 to two via a submission. So what you'd be looking at here, I think, is the fight outcome market where you can take Paddy Pimblet to win this inside the distance. Paddy to win this in rounds one to three. So Paddy on anything but the scorecards is available at 10 to 11 minus 110. And I do think that's a safe investment here. As I said, I don't think they're putting him up here against opponents who are a credible threat. I think Jordan Levitt certainly represents a step up, but it also um, represents a good opponent on your CV to beat. And as I reiterate, there's no real danger here. I don't think he's got the power to stop Paddy. I don't think he has a particularly good takedown defence. I don't think that he has um, any stand-up outside of those low spamming kicks that are really going to cause Paddy any problems. I think UFC have looked at this and they've decided to put Paddy into a favourable spot. 
And I think he'll take advantage of that here. And I think he'll go on to be on the main cards of, of many UFC cards before we actually do see him suffer a, a loss. And to reiterate, I want to say this again. I'm not under, under I'm sorry, I'm not under any delusions here as to how good Paddy Pimblett is. I'm not saying that he's the next Conor McGregor or anything like that. Yes, he can talk the talk and he can walk the walk, but I'm not deluded about to what extent he can walk that walk here when I'm previewing his fight. Closing out with your lock on the show. I'm going to take a parlay here. I've been hitting a lot of parlays lately. We just landed a lock parlay on the Euro 2022 quarterfinal show. Also landed one on the future show before that. So I'm going to stick with that formula here. Tart parlaying together two favourites. For this card, I'm going to take Paddy Pimblett, who I already spoke about. And I'm also going to take Molly McCann, who I also feel is in a favourable position. We did not talk about the Molly McCann fight but Molly McCann goes up here against Hannah Golding as a 2-7 to favourite. Molly McCann should be better wherever this fight goes. She fights at a high pace. Uh, she has a power advantage. Hannah Goldie will be looking to land sidekicks here. That's going to be her main way to score on the cards. But I think McCann will close the distance and use her physicality to control this fight. And simply take it on the scorecards here. I think she's a, a safe investment. Hannah Goldie is historically easy to overwhelm on the feet with war aggression, which uh, Molly McCann offers in spades and will offer it even more here as a as a home favourite. So whereas I think Tom Aspinall could be upset on his home turf, I think these two are safe investments. I think they've been given nice fights, which I think they're going to win. I think they're going to come through. And this parlay here with Paddy Pimblett being available at one to two and Molly McCann here at two to seven pays out at £193 for a £100 stake. So you're making a £93 profit. So these are better odds than minus 110, 10 to 11, 10 to 11. You're getting £93 here from 100. And I think this is a solid parlay to take tonight with the two UK fighters placed in favourable positions. Now, one thing I want to explain here, because I have been putting out parlays, is how parlays actually work. I'm going to be doing this on a few of my podcasts. Now, we've taken Paddy Pimblett here at one to two, and we've taken Molly McCann here at two to seven. Now, obviously, everybody knows for a parlay to hit, we need both of our selections to hit. But the thing is that people don't understand is why you get what you get, why you win back what you win back from a parlay. People are just blindly putting this into their bet slips and not really knowing how the return is worked out. Well, it's very, very simple. Sometimes I tell people when something is not happening on the same day, so say, for example, you're, you're doing an NFL parlay and you're taking a team who are playing on Thursday night football and you're taking a team who are playing on Monday night football. Then shop around for the best line. Hit the Thursday night money line play first or whatever it may be. Maybe it's a total or whatever. Hit that first. Get the maximum return and then, then put all of that back on at a different book that's offering you the best price for the second half of your parlay. So in this instance, when we're taking Paddy Pimblett to win at one to two minus 200, by putting 100 on that, we're then getting 150 back. That 150 would then go on to the second half of the parlay. So Molly would be two to seven 
we would then put our 150 on it, which would give us a £43 profit, which adds up to the total of 193 That's how it gets there. The winnings of each selection is added on to the next selection. So say, for example, we had a third leg on this parlay. We would need to win all three to win, as per usual. But then that 193 would then be the stake for the, for the next selection. So let's say we take another one to two favourite. So we're putting £193 here on at one to two. Our profit would be £139. We then add the 193 to it and we end up with a total of £332 for a £100 stake if we were to make this a three-teamer. So at the moment, we have a, a two-person parlay with Paddy Pimblett at one to two, which gives you £150 back from 100. We then put that on to Molly McCann, which then gives us 193. We then add that onto a, a fictional, a fictional favourite that we're adding here at one to two. And that would then make it a treble, a three tier parlay, which would give you £332.35p. That's how parlay works. You're always adding all of the total onto the next selection. So you're taking more and more risk each time. You always need every single leg to win. And each time a leg wins, that 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 amount always goes on, including the stake, onto the next selection. And that is how a parlay works. And it was incredible to me how people who are investing in sports betting didn't understand it, including on my own service where I charge a monthly subscription. People didn't understand. So I wanted to get that out here. I'll be explaining that again on some of the soccer, sh soccer shows this week. Make sure you check out all of my soccer content because next week I am going to start reviewing all of the futures for the season. So you're going to get a Scamessa Italia, a Bundesliga show, a La Liga show, and three EPL previews. I'm also going to be dropping an early World Cup preview as well, as well as a um, a semi-final preview for Euro 2020. And then next weekend, I'll be dropping a preview looking at the Euro 2022 final, along with the Community Shield against Manchester City and Liverpool, which always represents the start of the soccer season as far as I'm concerned. So a ton of content coming from me. The holiday is over. I've already told you guys where you can find me. My premium pay site is lockbain.com, which has delivered 109 months in a row of transparent track profit. But if you want to get my podcast for free, make sure that you are subscribed to the Soccer Gambling Podcast. Make sure you have subscribed to um, to the Sports Gambling Podcast Network as well, because this is where I'll be putting shows like The Fight Show and, of course, when SummerSlam 2022 comes around, I'll be previewing SummerSlam here on The Fight Show. And, of course, next month we have AJ and Usyk to come. A fascinating fight taking place on August the 20th. So, lots to come from me. But until then, good luck with all of your bets as always, guys. And thanks for listening.